the phone with me is Michelle Woodhouse, former congressional candidate and a political analyst. We've got some uh, elections to talk about here, some recent developments. Michelle, thanks for being on the show again. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Let's first talk about what's going on in our state specifically. Mark Walker has announced that he's running for governor as a Republican. That adds himself to the field of our Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson and the Treasurer Dale Falwell. What are your thoughts about Mark Walker compared to those two other gentlemen? I love that former Congressman Walker has jumped into the race. I think it adds a really interesting dynamic to this race because you have uh, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, who's just wrapping up his first term uh, serving the state. Dale Falwell, who has been a member of the Council of State for a long time, comes from a background in the General Assembly. But Mark Walker brings a national perspective into the race that the other candidates don't. So I think it's going to make the debate stage and the dialogue really, really interesting. There are a lot of experts and people who are looking at this election as a whole who think that the lieutenant governor, if he is nominated, would essentially be giving the Democrats the next governor. Do we see that type of rhetoric around Mark Walker? No, I don't think we do. And I think what's interesting is when we look at this gubernatorial race, the Democrats have faced statewide loss after statewide loss in the judicial races, the senatorial races. They want the governor's mansion. They want to move Josh Stein right in as they move Roy Cooper out, and they're not going to spare a penny to fight the Democrats. And I think what we'll watch to see on the Democratic side is they're going to clear the field. You know, it'll just be Josh. I don't think anyone else will run against him in a primary. And what I think the Democrats are hoping is the Republicans will bloody one another in this gubernatorial primary and help him to walk right into the governor's mansion. But I don't see Republicans doing that. What I see Republicans doing is having open dialogue, really letting the ideas um, be discussed, the differences be drawn out between these candidates. And what's most important is Republicans have to put a governor in in 2024, and we have to elect out of that primary the person best suited to defeat Josh Stein. So you don't think we're going to be seeing a bunch of really nasty TV commercials funded by PACs for a Republican about another Republican candidate? We're going to 100% see that. (laughs) Republicans see the primaries as a blood sport, sadly. And I think we're going to see Republican PACs going after um, fellow Republicans. I think we're going to see the Democratic Gubernatorial Association. The DGA will be spending money going after Republicans. Uh, This will probably be the most expensive gubernatorial primary and general election in the entire country. It's number one on both sides on the radar, and they know how important it is um, to... Republicans know how important it is to get the governor's mansion, and Democrats know how important it is to maintain it. So it is going to be a hard-fought primary and general election. Part of me th- and part of me is wondering if we're going to be sick of hearing about ourselves by the time this election ends. It's really going to be the president, you know, election and uh, us. We're going to be the spotlight. Absolutely. North Carolina is basically Gettysburg is it, as we go into the 2024 general election. No president can win without North Carolina. Whomever delivers North Carolina will probably determine who's sitting in the White House. We know how Florida will go. We know how Ohio will go. Michigan, we know, is you know, starting to really move back to the blue category. So North Carolina 
is going to be ground zero as we see presidential candidates and these gubernatorial candidates um, battle it out. I think listeners should be ready to see more commercials than they've ever wanted to see and to see their mailboxes packed with hit pieces, probably starting relatively soon. I'm still surprised that they do the uh, mail-out things, because usually I just throw that. Anything that's mailed to me, I'd, I'm pretty typically just throw it away. Let's scoot over to the uh, the uh, presidential race here. Recently, we sure. got South Carolina Senator Tim Scott announcing he is running. We also see right now, I'm looking at the news, and it uh, looks like DeSantis is going to announce on Twitter tomorrow he intends on running for president. What are your thoughts on how the GOP is shaping up? Well, this is going to be a really telling primary um, battle, I think. I think most, you look at the polls now, and and former President Donald Trump is so far ahead in so many of the polls. But if we roll the clock back to 2016, Jeb Bush was leading all the polls, and that didn't work out <laughs> as the um, Republican nominee. So I think this is going to be fascinating. Tim Scott's speech yesterday was outstanding. His story is an incredible story. It's the American dream. And I think he really resonates with a lot of conservative voters. I think he expands the Republican base in many ways. He attracts those conservative unaffiliated. So Tim Scott brings an, an interesting dynamic to to the race. We're all, I think, been waiting for Governor DeSantis to finally jump in. And uh, tomorrow watching how he announces, when he announces, what his message is going to be during that announcement, I think will be very telling to what happens with his campaign as well. I think the more candidates we have in the Republican presidential primary, the better it probably is for former President Trump. Um, But it'll be interesting to watch uh, again as they get onto the debate stage, what are the true differences who is going to be the candidate best suited to make sure that Joe Biden's time in the White House is over? Do you feel like once we get to that debate portion, when all the candidates start talking about each other and about what they have a vision for for the country, is it going to turn into Trump versus all the rest again? Or are we going to see kind of uh, some other people getting a lot of attention? Well, you know, I think it, it quite often does turn into Trump versus the rest of, of the pack. Um how aggressively they go after Ron DeSantis will be interesting because Nikki Haley has already taken a couple pot shots at him. So will it be everybody against Trump and DeSantis? That might be an interesting dynamic. Um, you've got a really interesting Republican candidate in Vivek Ramswamy out of Ohio, who is, I would consider him a fiscal conservative, maybe more socially moderate than any other candidate in the race, um, self-made multimillionaire. And the approach of his campaign is really throw hot potatoes, right? He wants to really debate true platform ideas on the stage. It'll be interesting if they even give him an opportunity to do it. But he may be one, while he has a very narrow path to the nomination, his his influence, his um, kind of his, I think his approach to his campaign is going to force some traditional politicians that are in the race to maybe pivot and be be held accountable to answer different things than they normally would. So it'll be fun, if nothing else. It's going to be great, great fun to watch how this all shakes out. That's for sure. The presidential campaign and our own state here in North Carolina. Tons to watch, and we'll be right in the center of it. Michelle Woodhouse, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me.